Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. Fairbreak is a movement which The Paddock and the Pavilion is pleased to support. Fairbreak's mission is to progress gender equality on a truly global scale using cricket as their primary vehicle. The second Fairbreak Invitational Tournament was held in Hong Kong between April the 3rd and the 16th. In this podcast of two parts, I was joined by German international and Falcons player Tina Goff, a regular guest on the Paddock and the Pavilion, to chat about this popular cricketing event which featured many of the world's leading players. In this first part, Tina, with the help of playing guests Catherine Bryce from Scotland, Shizuka Miyagi from Japan and Roberta Moretti Avery from Brazil, alongside Karen Motika, the author of Fairbreak the Book, and Lady Barmy Army, discussed how Fairbreak 2023 compared to last year's inaugural competition. You will hear Catherine Bryce's thoughts on the final, where a Haley Matthews masterclass secured victory for the Warriors. Catherine also played a major role in their victory while off the field, Lady Barmy Army became part of the action. Listen in if you don't know the full story. Together with our guests' individual highlights, you are in for a packed show before we hear from the Fairbreak founder, Sean Martin, who joins our star cast in part two. Following my chat with Tina on the 10th of May, the UK weather has improved. Hello, Tina. Welcome back to the Paddock and the Pavilion. Thank you, Stephen, for having me. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, apart from the miserable weather that I think England and Germany are both experiencing at the moment. Oh, we certainly are. Um, are you ready to talk about Fairbreak Invitational 2023? Absolutely. Always happy to talk about Fairbreak. Well, we have a, a galaxy of guests. We've got Catherine Bryce from Scotland and the Warriors, Roberta Moretti Avery, Brazil and the Barmy Army, Shizuka Miyagi, Japan and the Spirit. Um, we've also got the author of Fairbreak, Karen Motika, 
We've got the cheerleader for the Barmy Army, uh, Lady Barmy Army. And we've got the founder of Fair Break, Sean Martin. How about that for a lineup? I was going to say, that's quite the guest list. You've covered a lot of those teams. So, yeah, very impressive. Well, listeners should find out a lot more about Fair Break Invitational 2023 in Hong Kong. We had 20 matches, six teams, 90 players over two weeks, some intense cricket. You were kept busy. Yeah, it was an intense couple of weeks, but an unforgettable couple of weeks. Um, As you said, 90 players uh, from, I can't remember how many countries, I think 30 odd countries. It's a mammoth organisation involved. Um, So hats off to Sean and Elle and everyone else who was involved in the organisation. And I think the tournament was a massive success, both on and off the pitch. What was Hong Kong like? Crazy. (laughs) So um, it was very busy. It's very lively. Um, it's, I've never been there before, so it was the first time for me. And to have that mix of playing cricket and training, but also seeing the sights and visiting some of the tourist attractions was really great. And to do it with a bunch of friends as well was even better. Yeah, we're going to come on to highlights on and off the field. I'm sure we'll probably hear about Disney there. Uh, what was Ka- Kowloon Cricket Club like? As an amazing cricket club, unlike anywhere I think I've played before, because you you have this landscape of a lush green outfield and then surrounded by high-rise buildings. I think it kind of comes across on the TV a bit, but when you stand there, it's it's something else. And um, it's a really lovely ground and lovely people as well who really welcomed us with open arms. And performance-wise, personally, how, how did you fare? I was quite happy with how I performed. I've, I played, I think, four of the eight matches was able to get my first fair break wicket, which was a real big achievement for me. Um, I chipped him with a few runs against the Warriors as well. Um, sadly, not in the final, but in the group stage. And yeah, just to be a part of the team and to be able to learn from some of the world's best players was almost more important than actually the performances themselves. How did 2022 compare to 2023? Good question. I think... 2022 was there was a big hype around it as the first tournament and can this thing really be pulled off and I think 2023 in comparison just confirmed that this wasn't just a one-off tournament this is a real growing movement and it was amazing to move the whole show to Hong Kong as well uh, to play cricket in a different part of the world Um, and I think I'm really excited to see where Fairbreak goes in the future because it's really only the beginning of the story. Did you think the standard was higher in 2023? I think so, yes, because the teams got a chance to mix together a bit from the previous year. So 2022, everything was very new. Uh, players didn't know each other, didn't know their playing styles. And in the Falcons in particular, we were lucky that we kept almost all of the players from last year, which meant that this year we could really hit the ground running. We knew what what each other's strengths and weaknesses were. Um, and that meant we could really play more as a team rather than, rather than as a group of individuals. And I think that was the same for all six teams as well. And that really um, pushed the standard of the cricket. Well, let's hear from our guests, our playing guests, and, and to hear what they thought of uh, Fair Break 2023. Opening the batting, we have Shizuka, followed by Catherine and Roberta. I still feel uh, like... Uh... I'm in a dreaming because uh, I was very excited to uh, join the tournament uh, last year and this year. 
I came back to Japan about、uh, ten days ago, but still excited and、uh, still、uh, can't believe、uh, I played with、uh, world class players. Yeah, what's it like bowling to some of the world's best? You bowled to Stefani Taylor and Deandra Dottin. Yeah,、uh, sometimes I'm very nervous to、uh, bowl them、uh, because I know、uh, they can smash the ball out of the park. And of course,、uh, the under Dutchin、uh, hit two sixes for me out of park. Oh no,、uh, a bit nervous. Yeah, but always、uh, having fun to bowl them because、uh, I can test my skills. It must be a real challenge for you. Yes, very challenging. Yeah, but you really enjoy it, though. Yes,、uh, very challenging and a bit nervous and、uh, enjoyed. Even better than twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think so. It was fantastic to be back again,、um, and I think there was a definite, definite year of excitement、um, with everyone kind of coming together again, and and it also not being. I think with Fair Break twenty twenty two, most people that were coming together, you didn't really know anyone,、um, so you're getting to know lots of different people from from everywhere,、um, and it was still a bit of COVID as well, so there wasn't the same sort of freedom and being able to do what, whatever you wanted. So, I think. Finally, being able to make it to Hong Kong and、um, to meet up with lots of people that you you'd kind of met for the first time last year and catch up and everything like that again—it was fantastic to be back again. Is there a different type of vibe to the fair break than any than any other tournament? Yeah, definitely. I think with most other tournaments,、um, it's very much the individual teams and getting them together and and that team becoming one and and trying to. And the real aim of that is is winning the tournament. Whereas I think with fair break, it's you've all got your individual teams, but at the same time, it's it's the whole tournament、um, and everyone kind of coming together and and learning from different players and the excitement of playing against players in different teams as well.、Um, and it's not necessarily just about winning at the end of the day. It's about kind of developing and and seeing all these different players get to experience cricket in in a new way. One of the biggest learnings was. It was a good challenge, actually, with the dimensions of the pitch that we had as well. It was shorter, and、um, tend to be shorter on one side and a bit longer on the other side. So just kind of adapting the plans that we had a little bit to、um, to account for that, I think,、um, was a big learning and, and something that was exciting to to have as part of the game. It must be fantastic playing with and against these players, though. Yeah, definitely. I think. Seeing having the experience of someone like Minyon, but also、um, someone like Phoebe, who's just up and coming, having those kind of players and, and Haley as well that you, that you get to play alongside, but then also having the experience of playing against the likes of Deandra Dotton, where you know that you've got to be right on the money, otherwise it's going to get absolutely sent、um, out of the ground, and you you could be at, in for quite a long over.、Um, so just kind of knowing that you've got to be right on the top of your game、um, is is really exciting. Uh, it was such a good moment to be back at Fair Break.、Uh, we have a lot of our team、uh, again together, which showed a very good connection.、Uh, Lauren Winfield Hill was an amazing captain. We had a new coach, a very good connection with the whole group, and also I think the level of this Fair Break was so good.、Uh, we could see amazing bowling, amazing batting, amazing fielding from all players.、Uh, so I, I can definitely say that it was a step higher in the level that we played last year. I could tell you enjoyed it watching it on the television. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed. It. I, I love playing cricket. I love playing 
international cricket. And I love playing with women that are so good. So I, I always say that when I get to fair break, I'm in a place that everybody wants to talk women's cricket. Everybody's in love with women's cricket. I find my tribe. <laughs> Those are my people. So yeah, it's a, it's a very good tournament to be at, part of. Oh. Tina, have you read Fair Break, the book? I haven't yet, but I did get a copy for myself when I was in Hong Kong. So as soon as I have a bit of a break in the cricket season, I think I'll put it in my cricket bag and read it every every time I get a moment because I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading the story. Because the author, Karen Motika, was in Hong Kong uh, and um, I wanted to know what her thoughts were about uh, Fair Break uh, 2023. And this is what uh, Karen had to say about the event. Oh, it was an incredible experience, Um uh, Stephen, I'm so glad I made the trip to Hong Kong because initially I was questioning whether I had the emotional capacity for it after being in the UK for three weeks organising my mum's funeral. But look, it was really lovely to leave my own family and be welcomed into the arms of the Fairbreak family and to meet and spend quality time with so many characters from the book. Um, so, you know, to meet Jeff Lawson and Isabel Duncan, Vidya Rao, uh, Laseo Poe, Colin Tennant, Deirdre McGee, Simon Torfel, Sana Mir, Alex Blackwell. I also met and spent time with the media team. So that's Claudia, Eber, Roshni, Anisha. And wow, those girls do an amazing job at posting the footage and the photos of all the action on social media throughout every day of the tournament. And it, let me tell you, it's insanely busy in the media tent. <laughs> I was just blown away by how much work they get through in a day. It was lovely to meet um, Jayesh Dansinghani, who is a Hong Kong-based commentator who was just lovely. He gave me a big hug when I first met him and thanked me for including um, an article that he'd written about the Dubai tournament in the book. So he was super excited to get a chance to be part of the commentating team in Hong Kong. And he's a really, really lovely guy. I just loved being able to climb up the stairs to the top of the Kowloon Cricket Club and visit the commentating room and to go into the beating heart of that workplace. Um, of you know, so where Adam Collins and Izzy Duncan and Georgie Heath and Alex Blackwell and Jeff Lawson and, um, you know, spend their day um, broadcasting to the world. Um, and we had Daniel Norcross and Alex Hartley from the UK join the commentating team in Hong Kong as well this year. So that was fantastic to meet them too. And it was really interesting to see what they do and the preparation that they put into the commentary that goes out to the world and how they rotate the the pairings throughout the matches talking of family it was really refreshing to see how family friendly the fair break invitational is for the management staff and the players and the commentators as well um, there were quite a few fair breakers there with their partners and their small children um, Adam Collins told me at breakfast one morning that he'd like, you know, he'd never be allowed to cover a men's tournament with his wife and babies in tow. And Alex Blackwell took her baby, Edith, who's just learning to walk onto the pitch to crawl around after the games. I met players in the hotel lift with their toddlers in prams and, you know, 
met them in the pool, having family time after, you know, matches that they were in. Um, I mean, and, you know, you talk about the Fairbreak family, you've got to include the Cricket Hong Kong staff. So, you know, I met Ravi Nagdev, who was who's featured in the book, um, and Mark Farmer from Cricket Hong Kong and, and some of the big sponsors like Paul and Vanessa Burnham, who own the Barmy Army team. And the Canadian venture capitalists, Cayman Ventures, who are in the Falcons team. So yeah, it was it was great. It was it was it's a, it's a big family. Yeah, it sounds like it. And were you were you all in the same hotel? We were, yeah. So um, the hotel we were all staying in um, is called the Royal Garden um, in Hong Kong. It's a big hotel. Um, yeah, so everyone was there. And this is from was, a previous non-cricket great. fan as well. I know. <laughs> so um, yes, I've gone from <laughs> I've gone from woe to like from zero to kind of you know yeah tossing coins at a at an international cricket match. It's kind of surreal, really. I was going to ask you that. Did you ever think you would be tossing the coin at a major cricketing match? Seriously, no. Uh, spinning my tennis racket to choose ends at my Thursday ladies tennis comp is the closest I've ever got to this type of pre-game activity. So yes, it was surreal. Um, so it was my first day in Hong Kong. I'd just flown in the evening before. I was a bit jet lagged, hadn't slept much. And on the way to Kowloon Cricket Ground, Sean said to me, oh, you're going to be tossing the coin for the first match of the day today. You got plenty of notice. (laughs) Match 12 on the 11th of April, the Sapphires versus versus the Falcons. So, yeah, I was nervous. Um, I couldn't even remember the last time I tossed a coin. So I had to actually practice tossing the coin a few times before I did it so that I managed to do it well for the TV broadcast. It wasn't best of Um, three. They only had one then, yeah. (laughs) There's only one. It's only one go. And, you know, I'm a person who knows nothing about this sort of stuff. So I was quite surprised that it wasn't what well, it wasn't the type of coin that I was expecting, you know, like a 50p piece. It, it's a bit lighter than a real coin. It's like a heavy plastic coin like you get in a board game, which I thought was a bit bizarre. <laughs> But yes, I was out there in the middle of the pitch at 9.30 in the morning on day one in, of my visit to Hong Kong with a TV camera pointed at my at me, standing next to the two captains, um, Susie Bates and Sana Mia, and Alex Hartley, who was um, commentating, and Chandra Fritz, who's the, who was the South African match official for that particular match. She was keeping you in order. Yeah, I managed to do the toss and not muck it up. So you did it well then. You got you got 100% mark. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was just terrified that I'd sort of not spin it properly and it would just kind of like flop on the ground and be Land you know, on an edge not, or a great, not a great toss, you know. It was good. good. So hopefully in your travels you'll get to read Fair Break the Book then. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, it was not available on Amazon in Europe for a while, so... I bagged myself a copy while I was over in Hong Kong because it was being sold at the merchandise store. And yeah, I mean, I know the story and I know a lot of the story, um, but I'm looking forward to kind of hearing even more about the background. And yeah, it should be a great read. 
Another person or celebrity who was at uh, Fair Break uh, 2023 was Lady Barmy Army. Did you get to meet her during the tournament? Yes. Uh, we spent uh, a few good nights having a chat and um, she was an amazing presence to have there. Um, a real good egg and um, it's great to have her there representing uh, the Barmy Army and she was making a lot of noise in the stands as well. So yeah, a fantastic ambassador for the Barmy Army and for Fairbreak as a whole. I must give her a shout out because uh, we're going to hear from her very shortly, but she sent me a, a Barmy Army shirt and they're the best shirts of all six teams, I think. Well, I, I beg to I would disagree with that, but maybe I'll have to send you a Falcons shirt as a retaliation. Well, let's hear what uh, Lady Barmy Army had to say about the tournament. Oh, that was like amazing again. Uh, I've been to the first one in Dubai was great, but Hong Kong, like I'm still, I think I'm still feeling that I am in Hong Kong with the fabric with everyone. It's like a family now. So where they are, we just need to be all together and uh, have an amazing time. And how did the cheerleading come about with the Barmy Army? Oh, it started with the Divas. The, it's the Philippine cricket team that they came to play for the first first game. They played against uh, some of our uh, players. And uh, they so amazing. They they got this energy as well with them. And they say, oh, we're going to come and watch Balmyam. And I say, come on, come and watch Balmyam. I'm going to give you a shirt. And they said, oh, yes, we're going to go. So every day that they not working because they are helpers domestic workers and uh, they just message me and say Annabella we come and we come and so we just get together and that's it that was it and you've got two Brazilians playing for the Barmy Army team yes definitely Barmy Army could not go on a fair break if they don't have Brazilian on it there's plenty of passion from from Roberta in the Barmy Army team yeah she loves she loves us and we love her as well. So that is a mutual. Tini, you played for the Cayman Falcons, uh, reached the final again for the second successive year. Yeah. You won three of your five group matches. Uh, what was the atmosphere like in the group? It was it was a great atmosphere, as I mentioned, because we had such a similar team to last year. We really bonded as a team and we got to know each other and we call ourselves the Falcon family. And I think that's not an over-exaggeration. And it's always good when you do well on the pitch as well. Uh, but I think the team spirit was great regardless, even when we had a bit of a dip in the group stage and didn't win a few games. And obviously to get to the final for the second year running shows the strength we have as a team. And hopefully third time lucky <laughs> next time round, we can do one better and lift the trophy. You were certainly mixing with some some stars in your team. Yeah, just just a few. Um, I mean, to even stand on the same pitch as Susie Bates, Marizan Cap, Chamari Atapatu, Danny Wyatt. I mean, I think if I could put together an all-star team of my own, that those four or five would be the very top of the list. Um, and they're the players that we all look up to and who have been our inspiration for for many, many years. So it was amazing to learn from them and to get to know them as people as well. And in the final, you you got a late call up in the final. Yeah, so I was it was touch and go whether Marizan Cap was going to make it. Um, 
unfortunately for us, she didn't through injury. Any team that has Marizan Kapin is better than a team that doesn't have Marizan Kapin. Um, so it was a real, real big blow for us ahead of the final. But yeah, I was able to play in the final. It didn't go our way, unfortunately. But we were on the wrong end of a Hayley Matthews batting masterclass. And we kind of said after the final as well, and Joe Broadbent, our coach, said that sometimes these things happen in cricket. Things just don't go your way and you just have to admire the skill of the opposition. And I think that was the case in the final. There was not much we could have done differently uh, to change the result, I think. Yeah, Hayley Matthews, 123 off 52 balls. Uh, the Warriors getting 230 for four. Did they just get too many for you? They, I think so, yeah. Um, we thought we had a chance. Once we, obviously, if we got Hayley Matthews out earlier, it could have been a completely different game. Uh, she didn't give us too many chances. And then when she got out, we then thought, okay, if we if we keep them down to under 200, we've got a sniff here. I mean, our batting lineup aren't any slouches either. So um, we thought we were still in it, but then Catherine Bryce came in, a fellow guest, I think, and I'm sure she's too modest to speak about it herself, but I think she's scored 50 off 20. Um, so just when we thought we were out of trouble with Haley getting out, then Catherine comes in and kind of delivers a bit of a knockout blow. So we still thought halfway that we had a chance. You always have a chance if you've got Chamari Atapatu, Susie Bates in your batting lineup. But yeah, I think it was a few runs too many in the end for us to to get over the line. Well, we're now going to hear from Catherine, uh, Catherine Bryce from Scotland, uh, uh, from, from the Warriors. She had an outstanding tournament and this is what she had to say about uh, the final. So if if Carlsberg did finals, now you were you you ran someone out. You got three for sixteen, and you also got the fastest fifty of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty special. Um, I think it just kind of started off with Haley though. Um, being able to sit in the dugout and watch her play the innings that she did, and some of the shots that she played were just absolutely ridiculous. And we're all just sat there watching her hit sixes over cover for fun and just any any shot that she wanted to play um just came off on the day and um her scoring that hundred um I was out there for for just the the end of it um but it was really special innings that just like really set up set up the tone of the final um and gave me the ability to kind of go in there and and just have a bit of fun at the end and and go for it all and um yeah didn't realize that it was it was the fastest 50 at the time or anything um but I was just having with how it was set up, being able to go out there and just have a bit of fun with the bat was great. Well, you hit eight fours and, and two sixes. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was pretty pretty special final to be involved in. And um, I think even though we had 230-odd on the board or whatever it was, you know, with Danny Wyatt and Atapatu um, coming into bat, that actually you're not out of the game with those two at the crease. And I think the way that they started off, you know, they were going to come really hard and it was, you just had to hold your nerve a bit. Um, so Haley getting getting those wickets as well was was really important. How did the Warriors turn around? You were bottom of the table in 2022. Yeah, I think it was just um, a bit of fortunes at the start. Um, we built a bit of momentum off the end of last tournament, won our last game, <laughs> um, which was fantastic. I think... We had a few new players in this year, which really added to the experience. Um, having Mignon back 
was brilliant. Um, but also having um, Phoebe Litchfield come in with the bat, a youngster who's just super impressive um, to be around. But I think last year we started off pretty well um, in a couple of our games and, and probably should have won the first couple of games, but just kind of didn't bowl very well and, and that consistently. So um, I think with Amanda Jade Wellington as well, having her in the team and the experience of her leg spin, I think the bowling attack that we had was really strong and that, that just kind of set us up for the tournament. Yeah, I suppose five games is not not a lot, lot of margin for error. You can lose a couple of games and you can finish very low and yet you could have easily won those games, couldn't you? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing when it, when it's such a short tournament, um, whatever happens at the start can kind of really set set the tournament up either way. Um, so I think we're a bit unfortunate that way last year, but then got off to a really good start this year and had a good couple of challenging games as well in there that kind of set us up for the finals. Another person in the action during the final was Lady Barmy Army. Can you let listeners know why she was in the action? Yeah, I don't think she was meaning or hoping to be in the action, but unfortunately she was on in the crowd when Susie Bates, in normal Susie Bates style, smashed a very, very flat, hard six, um, which caught Lady Barmy Army square in the forehead. Um, luckily, she's perfectly all right now, but it was a bit of a shock at the time. Obviously, it's never something you like to see. Uh, it was lovely that there was crowds there watching and enjoying the entertainment. And the way that Carolyn Cricket Club is set up is that the boundaries are quite small and then the stand was right next to the boundary. Um, so, and the pace that Susie hit it meant that there was almost no time for her to react. Um, but thankfully, she's all right. And um, she still left, I think, with a smile on her face and a good story to tell as well. <laughs> Yeah, I can vouch that she's she's all okay. Um, and here's what she had to say about the incident in the final. You were certainly in the action in the final. How's your head? <laughs> my my head is perfectly well. I I can't believe I am okay. I really can't believe I am okay. That was a shock, really shock. I think the the most shocking thing I have had in my life. What was the damage? There, there is no damage. It was just the forehead where the ball hit it. A little bit um, bleeding came out, but just between the skin and the scoop. So nothing major. You went off to hospital there? We went to the hospital with the paramedics and the ambulance and uh, did the CT scan and everything is clear. And have you made up with Susie Bates, the uh, captain of the Falcons? Oh, I did. I did. I did send her a message saying, please don't don't worry because these things happen. Um, and I said, I can't, I can't wait to see her and give her a hug because she was really upset as well after that. And um, I know it's, it wasn't her fault. It must have been a shock. You were telling me off air that you were talking to your husband at the time. Yeah, it's like... I was watching the game and uh, with with my team because my team finished earlier. We was in third place, and I said to the girls, "Come on, let's go and watch the game on the other side, so we can cheer some some of the the games." And we was like, "Okay, we're gonna go for Falcons then." Okay, yeah, we go for Falcons then, and we were watching. And um, one of the players said, "Where's Paul?" I said, "Paul is the other in the other side," and she said, "Oh, call him to come to this side." So I called him and said, babe, come on, 
Uh, the players want you here as well. Okay. And I carry on watching my game. So he came up and came behind the chair where I was sat in. And everyone was like talking to him like that. Uh, come on, sit there. And I just hit the time to do that. And the ball just came. I, I, I haven't seen anything. I just did that. And the ball came in to mine. My, I was with the sunglasses. The sunglasses, perfect. Nothing's happened to the sunglasses. Just straightened my forehead. Thank God. Because it could damage my eyes, my nose, my teeth, anything. But oh, you were lucky. I, mean, I am very lucky. Very lucky. And your husband, Paul, is the founder of the Barmy Army. Yeah, he's the founder of the Barmy Army. He's the dad. He created it uh, a bit 30 years ago now. Just goes to show you need to be watching the game at all times. Yeah, I mean, you never like seeing these things happen. And sometimes you forget when you're sitting in the crowd, enjoying the game with your friends, um, that the ball is very hard and can come very quickly, especially when some of the, the best players in the world uh, at the crease. Um, so, yeah, uh, a tip for everyone out there is to keep your eyes on the ball at all times because uh, you never know when it's going to come flying your way. Talking about the best players in the world, who were your players of the tournament? I think it's hard to look beyond Chamari Atapatu, of course, speaking as a Cayman Falcon. Um, I'll be a bit biased, but top run scorer, second highest wicket taker, I think pipped to the post in, in the last game in the final by Catherine Bryce. Uh, but she's just been an unbelievably consistent performer for the Falcons, but also for her country. And I think it's a real shame that she hasn't been picked up for it by many of the franchises. I think she could... Uh, improve any team at the 100 any team in the IPL uh, she's just a big game player and continues to impress and be a real leader for the Falcons yeah Chamari Atapatu 281 runs top run scorer in the tournament and 12 wickets only one behind Catherine Bryce who got 13 wickets and the Falcons actually had four of the top five bowlers yeah I mean when you look at our team you think of maybe the batting strength, but the bowling strength is not to be underestimated as well. Uh, Chamari is always chipping in with wickets in the middle overs, um, but to have Marizan Cap opening the bowling, um, Noi from Thailand is unbelievably consistent bowler as well. So yeah, I think we have a pretty fierce lineup and if we can keep that similar lineup going into the next tournament, I think we go in maybe as, even as favourites to win that one. Another player who... Um... Scored a century in the Fairbreak Invitational event was uh, Lauren Winfield Hill and Roberta Moretti Avery. We can never get enough of Roberta. She spoke highly of Lauren, and this is what she had to say Lauren Winfield Hill scored the first century of Fairbreak 2023 for the Barmy Army, 120 of 64 balls. What a performance! It was such a good performance, so good to watch. You can see the way she plays. She plays positively. She plays aggressively. Uh, she's a very uh, level. Uh, she she she's so clear with what she wants to do, uh, and it's so down to earth. Uh, it was so good to have her in the squad. Um, good leader, calm and positive leader. I think the those things is so good because I'm a captain in Brazil. And today I was playing a game uh, with the Brazilian team in the local league. And there was a moment that the, the 
the team needed a, a, a voice to calm everyone down. And I remember like, just do a little bit of a lot in Winfield Hill, just go over there and say like, guys, we are under, everything's under control, relax, we know what we are doing. And uh, so you can see that they inspire us not only on the batting, on the bowling, on the fielding, but how they are, uh, how they lead, how they uh, talk and people manage. Uh, so these are things that I love. And I think that I look a lot into the captains that I played in fair break and say, you know what, you guys can teach us a lot. So that's another, another big learn you get out of fair break. Absolutely. We are looking at everyone all the time. These players are the best players in the world for a reason. So we want to know what they are doing. How are they warming up? What are they thinking? How are they approaching the game? What are they doing afterwards, after a good game, after a bad game? How do they manage? Because everybody can hit a ball. Everybody can bow a ball. They are the best for something that they are doing differently. And um, we want to learn. So all the ears are open, all eyes are open every time we're doing fair break because you can just learn so much from just uh, uh, observing these players. We mentioned it earlier, but what was your highlight on the field? I think there would be two highlights for me. One was my little batting cameo against the Warriors where I was able to hit Amanda Jade Wellington for a couple of fours and fellow guest star Catherine Bryce for a boundary as well. So it was it was nice on a personal level to to show that I could bat as well. And I think the final was just a highlight, although we ended up on the wrong side of the scoreline just to be involved in the final. Um, there was a nice crowd in and to be part of such a spectacle was was really an honour. Um, so I think those would be my two on-the-pitch highlights. Well, let's hear what uh, our other guests' highlights on the field were. Uh, Japan and Hong Kong uh, always uh, play against each other more than 10 years. And uh, one of our uh, space girls, uh, her name is Betty Chan. She is uh, my best friend uh, in Hong Kong, and uh, we know each other more than 15 years. And But uh, we always uh, play against, but uh, we are very lucky to play with the uh, same team. It is uh, very lucky, and uh, uh, we learned a lot from our uh, World Cup players and, uh, yeah, had a great time with her. It was different playing with her rather than against her then? Yeah, yeah, very nice to play with. What was your own personal highlight of the tournament? Personal highlight. Um You can say catching your sister if you want, if you want. <laughs> Honestly, um everyone seems to be blaming me for that, but I think it's her own fault for whacking it out to deep cover <laughs> first ball. Um highlight of the tournament. I think um I think getting after Patua and the way that I bowled the first game against the Falcons was a big highlight for me. I think I struggled. I didn't have the best year last year with the ball. So being able to come out this year and start strongly um, for the Warriors, I think, was was a big, big highlight of mine. It has to be the first catch that I took. Uh, I was a sub on that game. Um, in the eighth over, I was told that I was going to come in the 10th. And I, I was like, oh, you know what? I have one chance to prove that I'm worthy of being the, the playing 11. And um, I was fielding on deep square leg with a position that I like to. And when I saw that ball going up, I said, you know what? I must go for it. This is my chance. <laughs> and the ball stuck. So that for me was a very good moment. I think I will never forget. I think my highlights will be forever in my head. Is 
Laura Cardozo doing first tweet and crying and Roberta crashing into her like a airplane to give her a hug. And all the players just came around and everyone was like, oh, even we on watching and we would say, oh, we're crying as well. That was amazing to see her join like first time. That must have been special as a Brazilian seeing the two of them. It is very special because... Um, I'm Brazilian and uh, she she's Brazilian and she she's so young. She's just turned 18. I hope you enjoyed part one. Coming up in part two, we find out our guests' highlights off the field at the Fairbreak Invitational event. Catherine, Roberta and Shizuka let us know their cricketing plans for 2023. And we hear all the latest news about the scheduled USA tournament from Sean Martin, the founder of Fairbreak. Well, as uh, plans are you know, well underway, we'll be playing in uh, Dallas in uh, Texas from the 15th of September to the 30th of September. Uh, so we've uh, just reached agreement uh, with the stadium there and I'll be heading to uh, Dallas uh, from London on the 27th of uh, May uh, to with some of our team to do the full on that uh, whole new stadium and start uh, putting all our plans in place. We've had fantastic conversations and support from the Dallas Sports Commission. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're very much on track for that, for that event. Thank you for listening to The Paddock and the Pavilion. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at The Pad and Pad. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.